the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, the answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome, welcome back to this week's edition of Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. It's going to be a good time today. I got, some, I got two good people uh, in the studio. But before I, I get you know started with the show, um, I got in word a couple of days ago that another young, vibrant person committed suicide. We have to get ahead of this. We have to get ahead of what's happening to our young people who've completely given up on life and believe that what they're going through, they have no hope. So they choose the route of taking their life. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm actually um, prepping a show where we're going to tackle this. We're really going to go real hard after this because there's just too many kids that are doing it today. Young people with life, just a full life ahead of them and they, and they're giving up. So I want you to you, to pay attention, and, and, and I'm telling you, we got to do something about this. Too many of our young leaders are just wasting away. And a lot of it had to do with this last two years of this ineffective leadership that we've had. Uh, I'll speak specifically to Illinois. And um, a lot of states where, where tyranny just run wild. We got to get ahead of this. So I just wanted to, I told the mom that I would mention it and I won't say who they are, but we have to get ahead of this, 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 you talk about a pandemic. We're in a pandemic of kids, young kids taking their lives. We had one as young as 12, a couple of months ago, take their lives. My son, my 18 year old son took his life. We have to get ahead of this and we have to come together and figure out a way to stop this from happening. And with that said, I want to introduce my good friend, I tell you, this was a guy who, when I was in Springfield, just would always look at me and say, Johnny, come on, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We need to go upstairs to, and, and talk. And we'd go eat a nice steak and, ha- and just talk about all of the issues. But we, also tr- but we also would try to provide solutions to a lot of the problems that were happening here, specifically in this state of Illinois. Uh, former ABC7 reporter, I mean, just just... Wordsmith extraordinaire, Charles Thomas. Welcome back to Black and Right, brother. Man, you know, I'm looking at your microphone. Um, 
cover here and it says the answer. Yeah. And I think of um, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that is the answer. Yes. To me. And um, I I feel your pain. Yeah. With with the um, the the suicide situation. Um, But it's good to be in a free speech zone. Yeah. Again, I mean, I live in downtown <laughs> Chicago, and I've spent that time there since um, I, I, re, I retired, I think, six weeks after Donald Trump yeah. was sworn in. Mm-hmm. And I, America took a turn for the worse, particularly my my profession, yeah. uh, journalism. Yeah. And, I, and I've suffered watching mm. what's happened yeah. during that period. And again, it's good to be in a free speech zone anymore because... <laughs> I remember, I mean, right now, if I were to do what I was doing when you were in the House, yeah. that is seeking out both sides of an issue, yeah. I would be canceled. Yes, you would. By now. Yeah. I'd be gone, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, and it's good to be here. It's good to be back. Wow. Um, and uh, let's go. Let's I'm glad it. you're back, brother. Because because I, I, I think you, you, what you have, what you can provide out there in radio world is a voice of reason. Uh, we've completely lost the reasonableness oh. in our conversations, in our discussions about government, about just interactions, about relationships. There's In this new climate, you cannot have that. You are completely canceled out. You are completely pushed to the side. And that's one of the reasons why I've been trying to get you. No, wait, wait, let me tell you the truth. I've been trying to get him back on the show for almost, what, six months now? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I've, I've been gone. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just got back from uh, Arizona, free state, last over the weekend. Yeah, and came back to get some cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it's been difficult trying to line things up. And to be honest with you, I've had very little interest in getting involved in journalism since yeah. I I retired because I really don't recognize the profession. You know, when I started. I mean, I I went to college between 69 and 73, and that's when I, you know, went to journalism school and and became a professional. At that time, I looked up to Walter Cronkite, Mm, John Chancellor, Howard K. Smith, Harry Harry Reasoner. Those were the guys who were at the top of the mountain. Those were the stars. And they made it their point to try to be right down the middle. And that's what you wanted to do in journalism. And you knew you had to do that if you ever wanted to reach that level. Yeah. Now, Lester Holt isn't no. the main guy at NBC. Yeah. Rachel Maddow, Maddow. is. Yeah. yeah. Or you've got not... An opinionated Yeah, not, not Bernard Shaw yeah. at CNN. You've got Don Lemon. Yeah. My God, I don't want to be Don Lemon. I would never want to be Rachel uh, Maddow or any of those people. I don't think I would have gotten involved in journalism if I were 18 years old today. I don't think I would have wanted to do that. If I wanted to be an advocate, I'd go to law school or something like that. I wouldn't Or join a campaign. (laughs) Join a campaign or something. Or join a campaign or something. it's, um, It's a different world out there now, and I really don't know where someone with my notion of journalism would fit. Mm. And that's a sad commentary. Yeah, very sad. That's a very sad commentary. And and I also want to, you know, um, my good friend, Scott Casper, who's also 
Well, I probably shouldn't say that. Scott Casper, <laughs> president of uh, uh, Responsibility in Government. Uh, welcome back to Black and Right, brother. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so I'm, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I thought you two would be a good pairing. Yeah. Um, because because I think what's missing in our politics today is it. I, personally, I think there's too much politics, and not enough policy, not enough good smart policy. I, I think and, you know, Charles. When you look at what happened, what's happening right now. Uh, I read some articles about the Black Caucus coming after the Republicans because they want to go back and revisit that criminal justice bill that was passed. Well, that criminal justice bill unleashed uh, a holy wave of, of, of criminality. It, it, it did. Because I read the entire bill. You know, when I was down there, we were fight, we would push back and fight. There's really nobody down there right now in Springfield who had the, uh, the, 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 the ability to look at these bills and say, well, no, this is what's going to happen if you pass this law. There's not a lot of those people. You had me, Cabello. You had John. You had um, Brian Stewart. You had um, uh, Eddie Acevedo. You had all these cops that were there to kind of push back because we knew how these bills would affect. Not just you know. I know they get the press pop. Oh, we we're, we're fighting for Black America. We're fighting for Brown America. But are you really? Right. Are you really? And I'm and I'm and I saw I saw that they're trying to say, um, well, the Republicans are wrong on this issue. They're not wrong on any issue. Charles, you live downtown. Right. You remember the summer of 2020? Yeah. You saw the riots. I you remember saw the, the summer of 20, uh, the winter of of uh, 2022. Yeah, I mean, I get people getting carjacked down the street, and and I live in the West Loop. Yeah, and you know, I, I people who move there, <laughs> quite frankly, don't expect that to happen, right. and they're getting a taste of it now. And it's a rude awakening to them. Yeah. Not that it should happen anywhere, believe right. me. Right. But now that people are seeing it happen in their neighborhood, seeing it happen to their friends and to their family, they are waking up to this whole notion of, uh, you know, the criminal justice mm-hmm. reform. And mm-hmm. I put that in quotes right. um, that it it isn't working. Right. It isn't whatever it is. It isn't working. And if we need to reform the the situation we have to do it in a different way right. because this isn't this isn't working right because because ninety nine point nine I saw a figure I, I I believe it was I believe it was an MSNBC um, article I, I'll look for it during the break but ninety nine point one percent of interactions with police officers end peacefully so or what ninety nine point one percent of interactions with the public and police end peacefully so yeah. the police are not the issue the police are no. not the problem. And then, I mean, I, I just I was just on um, HeyJackass.org. I mean, we had forty five hundred people shot last last mm-hmm. year in, in 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 just in one city. And and not only that, the, of those forty five hundred people shot, those are forty five hundred, as far as I'm concerned, intended murder victims. Intended murder victims. Right. That is right. so correct. Oh, now you guys see why I wanted my buddy Charles and 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 Scott Casper here today. This is going to be a great show. Don't go anywhere. We're going to really be discussing a lot about this media, the media and, and their role in a lot of these things, too, because they're not reporting factual information. But we're the ones getting labeled, you know, people that are not factual. You listen to Black and White. We'll be right back. Back to Black and White with John Anthony on AM560 Theater. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friends, Charles Thomas and Scott Casper. Um, as you guys know, hey, welcome back, guys. As you know, um, we're in political season now. 
Um, we got a lot of people on the Republican side. And Charles, I want to talk to you about the number of minorities that are running in this Republican Party. You and I have talked about this for eons since we mm-hmm. met about how, you know, there are not enough people who are black, Latino, or uh, in this case, the Asian persuasion. Uh, my good friend, Aaron Del Mar, who's now been tasked to be um, the lieutenant governor candidate with Gary Rabai. Aaron Del Mar, welcome to Black and White Radio. John, I really appreciate you having me on the show today, and you have a great group of conservatives in booth with you. I'm jealous not being there in person. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I reached out to you because I saw a poll that was recently released. Uh, it was a head-to-head matchup between if Pritzker, if which candidate would win. And I, I'm not going to lie, brother, I was completely shocked to see that the Gary Raybine campaign was the number one Republican that they would stand up. Fair, a better chance of um, going up against um, JB Pritzker. What gives? What? 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 What do, what do you? What do you? What do you? What do you believe? How do you believe that happened? Well, I think you know for sure it's the reason that we're leading in all the polls, not just in that one, but everyone statewide, is because we have a great mix of having traditional conservative values and strong business sense. Um, it's the common sense core that we have that we can't be bought that we're going to continue to push solid public policy that's the best for Illinois, and we're going to take all of the best practices that Gary has relationships with, like Ron DeSantis in Florida and Rick Scott. Um, he's got all of these wonderful people that <clears throat> Gary's created these relationships through the Republican Governors Association. So that mindset of being a businessman and conservative values, I think, sells well in Illinois, and it will bring over a lot of independents and soft Democrats. Yeah. And that's why we lead in those polls. And I'm, I've noticed that you've been traveling a lot lately across, crisscrossing across the state of Illinois. What are you hearing from the voters? Because, you know, early on it was it was mass, 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 vaccination, vaccination, vaccination. What are you hearing from those that are out there, um, especially those in the grassroots areas? Uh, what are you hearing from them as far as what they're looking for in a gubernatorial candidate? Because um, Darren Bailey has been in, 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 in charge and in, I mean, he has held the lead since forever. And then you guys come over and overtake them. What are you hearing out there? Well, what I'm hearing is, you know, while a lot of people really like some of the conservative positions that Senator Bailey has, they know that he's not electable anywhere outside of the Senate district. And, you know, it keeps resonating and resonating and resonating. And every time that we go into Western and Southern Illinois and Cook County, DuPage, Will County, everywhere we go, we have people that are saying, you know what, we were originally with Bailey, but now we're going to be with Ravine Delmar. We like Darren, but he's not electable. He doesn't have an opportunity to be J.B. Pritzker. We don't like that the Democrats are playing in a Republican primary and helping Darren Bailey um, try to get more name ID and trying to help him because they know that if Darren Bailey is head-to-head with J.B. Pritzker, in every single statewide poll, Darren Bailey polls the least against Pritzker. And that's not something new. That's been happening since, you know, Darren announced. And we are the only candidates in this race in the Republican primary that can beat J.B. Pritzker, period, because we are the only ones that have business sense and the only ones that have true Republican credentials. You know, this is Charles Thomas, uh, Aaron. uh, And I got to ask, why what what is why would Gary Rabine be any different than Bruce Rauner? Well, for that matter, J.B. Pritzker, given the fact that they're all rich guys who um, who want to be governor. 
Well, you know, that's a great question. Well, first and foremost, if you know anything about Gary Rabine, he built his business from the ground up. Right out of high school, he started digging ditches, and he started his paving group. Bruce Rauner made his money by trading, trading, and all paper. If you want to look at Gary Rabine's business record, you can go to any one of his locations. You can touch his trucks. You can touch his buildings. You can touch the gravel, the pavement. He earned his money by working hard, labor-intensive, and building infrastructure, not by selling and trading stocks and different companies. That's number one. He is the only candidate that's in this race that has actually built a business and has hired people and had to fire people and has that business and executive experience to do that. Right. I mean, that's, that's just it. Darren Bailey is a farmer and he does a wonderful job in that as his family business, but he does not have the scalability where you have in Gary Rabine, where he's built businesses in all 50 states. That is something that's very unique to him. And that is a singular product um, that Gary does. Oh, Bruce I'll, Rauner. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. And, you know, he has a conservative credentials. If you notice that Gary Rabine was a huge supporter of Jeannie Ives during the primary uh, for governor a few years back. Gary has proven that he is a, a strong conservative. He's never, ever pulled a Democratic ballot. And he's the one that's best and uniquely qualified to be the next governor of Illinois. You know, uh, you know, we were talking about this yeah. before the show started, that if the Republican candidate for governor does not get a lot of people who pull, who have pulled a Repub- a Democrat ballot in the past to vote for him, he's not going to win. I mean, those people are going to be critical to whomever the Republican nominee is. People who pulled a Republican, a Democrat ballot in the past are going to have to vote Republican this time for any Republican to have a chance to win. No, I, I 100% agree with you, and I look forward to working with each and one of those independents and those soft Democrats that come over. And the biggest driver for them to come to our campaign is not just our wonderful messaging of what we're going to do in Illinois, but it's failed J.B. Pritzker. His actions, his behavior, and his leadership are the reason that people are fleeing Illinois, and that's why they're fleeing the Democratic Party. And we are the ones that are going to capture those votes because they know that we need to get back to business. We need to make Illinois work. And Gary Rabine and Aaron Delmar are the only two candidates on the Republican side or the Democratic side, for that matter, that can make it happen. Hey, Aaron, Scott Casper. How are you doing? Hey, Scott, congratulations on running in the six. I was so excited to hear that you're going to be running in that race where you are going to be pinnacle in this race. And we're looking forward to working with you because we know that with you in that six race, you're going to be driving tons and tons of Republicans to the to the ballot and going to shoot those up for us. So, Scott, it was so great to hear you running, and we're excited to help you in that campaign. <laughs> well, thank you. It's good to hear that. Yeah, you know, actually, I wanted to touch on you. You mentioned the failures of, of Pritzker, and, and and you were approaching it, you know, from from the the you know the economic standpoint, bringing more business in. And Gary Rabin, you know, certainly seems like he could be an expert in that. But what are the other issues that he's failed on that I think? that I think actually give the Republican Party a a really leg up this time. You know, it's just the public safety crisis that's going on in in, in the city, in the suburbs. It's not even just that. You have to look at the social issues. And everyone always says that, you know, that's that's a killer in the upper colonies and in uh, Cook County. And it's not. You know, a week ago, my daughter was in school. She's in eighth grade. And she had a headache. And the school nurse calls me and says, hey, can we give Bella, can we give her an aspirin? She's got a headache. I said, sure, get her an aspirin, Tylenol, whatever you need to do, just get her back in class because that's where she's learning, not in the nurse's office. And then when I hung up the phone, it really occurred to me that if you want to give my daughter an aspirin, 
you have to call me. But wow. if you wanted to give her an abortion, nobody would ever give me any notice. Wow. Because J.B. Pritzker failed Illinois, and he put and he signed in uh, signed into legislation no notification for parental uh, notification, and that's unacceptable. That's number one. Number two, he's killing businesses, he's killing restaurants, not only with his outrageous taxes, taxes, but with these mandates. I have three of my best employees that are delivery guys. My company that I own that actually makes to make a living outside of this politics stuff <laughs> is a rental company. And my guys go and deliver our tables and chairs and whatever items people are renting. And they can't get in the venues in Cook County because they don't have a VAX card. Wow. And that would make some level of sense of the places where we're fully packed. But listen to this. When we deliver, nobody's there. Yeah. We're delivering to a, 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 a totally abandoned and vacant banquet hall or restaurant because the people are not there yet. And they still will not let us in because of the VAX cost. Right. That's killing business. It's killing America. And guess what? All that sales tax revenue that they're not getting, where do you think they're going to get that money from? Right. They're going to raise our property taxes. They're going to raise all the taxes on everyday Illinoisans. And that's just going to be another failure that you can talk about in J.B. Pritzker's agenda to try to take the motivated left and yeah. drive a liberal agenda in Illinois. Yeah. Hey, hey, Aaron, we got about 30 seconds left. Um, what, are you, what are you up to? Where can people follow Aaron Delmar to learn more about Aaron Delmar and the Gary Rabine for Governor campaign? Yeah, of course you can follow us at RabineForGovernor.com. You can also follow me personally at AaronDelmar.com. Um, we're excited. We're invigorated. The polling just continues to get better and better because we are the team that's going to get Illinois back to work. And thank you, John Anthony. Thank you, Scott. Looking forward to work with you guys. You guys are patriots. We're looking forward to doing great things with you guys. All right. Aaron Delmar, candidate for the lieutenant governor with the Gary Rabine for governor campaign. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, John. Take Good care. Man. All right. Uh, you listening to Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. We'll be right back. Don't put your blame on me. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Charles Thomas and Scott Casper. Um, one of the things that, 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 that stood out to me was when, when, when Aaron talked about, you know, his daughter had to have a Tylenol and they had to call him. I think the candidate that focuses in on kids on on public safety. I think the whole property tax thing, I think I think that's so played out because and I think Jeannie I said it when she filled in here. And she when she was talking to Gary, right? She was interviewing Gary Rabine. She said the property tax thing is, is overplayed and here's the reason why. They keep electing the same people, sending them back down there and they and everybody and the message continues to be property tax. But what has happened to our property tax? Keeps they've gone up. through the roof. Keeps gone up. Yep. They've, they've completely gone up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get the corporate tax yeah. gone up. Mm-hmm. The sales tax gone. Everything's gone up. So I mean, those although those matters affect people, but I think not being notified about your thirteen year old child—that's what happened in Virginia. Yeah, that's yeah, what happened that's in why Virginia, and this is a downer. repeat of that. Yeah, but yeah. telling that story, telling that story is going to cost money. And the candidate who has enough money to put that on television in 30-second spots the most is going to be the one, I believe, or stories like that, who can tell those stories most effectively, most often, is going to win this Republican primary. That candidate right now has to be considered Irvin if Ken Griffin comes through with the bag. That 
Well, he got money back. He money, missed the money he's back money himself. Up. But if he can tell that story on behalf of Richard Irvin more than than uh, Gary Rabine can tell it or Darren Bailey can tell it or who are, whomever else is running, it, it's going to be difficult for those other people who don't have the money to do it. Right. And that's, right. th- that's why I think Irvin has a unique opportunity certain in the primary, not that he can win. Because there it's is gonna a be hard, hard. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. But he has a the that's his only shot of getting through the primary. The money. Yeah. He, he, they're going to have to just overwhelm just the field the market. with money. And then if he's able to become the the um, the candidate, then you really start working the black vote. Yeah. If you can break up, you know, it's it. What is it? Is it a boilerplate in Illinois that? If a Republican candidate can get fifteen to twenty percent of the black now, vote, but now it's he wins statewide. Now what? Now it's anywhere between twenty to twenty-two percent. Okay, you're right. Because right. I think in this race that the suburbs are coming home yeah. to the Republican Party. Yeah. I think they're coming home, yeah. Yeah. and that's going to benefit you, uh, Scott, in terms of what you're able to do in the sixth. Right. But yeah. they're coming home. But if you can get that black vote out for a black candidate. You got a real good shot in the general, but you've got to get through the Charles, primary. they're already calling me. Pardon? A lot of my black Chicago friends, they're already calling me. Good. They're already saying they 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 feel so dif- disenfranchised. They, you know, they're looking at what what JB Prisker and how he's ruling with an iron oh, fist. Man. Uh, he he's rounder two point yeah. uh, with more money. He yeah. he literally is rounder two point And you got to remember too that as recently as twenty fourteen. Illinois elected a Republican governor. Correct. I mean, this isn't like some blue, ultra blue state. This state's probably more purple right. <laughs> than it is That's blue. True. That's true. And it swings back and forth. But if if he's able, I, I think he can do that. I think there are enough disaffected Democrats out there right. that will that will support an African-American, African-Americans, I should say, who will support an African-American for governor over J.B. Pritzker, particularly if that African-American candidate can sell stories about cannabis, about gaming, and about this abortion notification law. Wait, wait, let's, let's, let's dive into that. What yeah, do you mean when you say cannabis, when you say gaming? Dive into that. that well, I'll dive into that very easily. Yeah. Um, in, in cannabis, there's still no... African-American-owned cannabis shops in the state. I mean, so... And not even growers, too, right? Pardon? They don't grow it at all. They right? don't grow it. Or they, don't, they can't sell it. And there are no cannabis shops in the African-American community. Yeah. Uh, there are some issues there, yeah, but I don't want to get into that. But, but black people are not sharing in cannabis. And that was the central element of J.B. Pritzker's pitch. Yeah. To legalize recreational marijuana is that we're going to have equity. Right. We don't have equity. Right. The other piece is gaming. Uh, there were a group of, I think it's 17 African-American investors who wanted to put a casino, a casino license for Matteson, Illinois. Uh-huh. It was the black-owned casino. And we were going to have minority participation and the money was there, the plan was there, the pitch was made to the gaming board, and the gaming board went with a situation in Homewood. Oh. The vast uh-huh. majority of black mayors... And Homewood in the, wanted that? Yeah. Well, 
it, that, that's, it, I'd have to, woo. yeah, Homewood wanted it, and Homewood got it. Yeah. Homewood won the preliminary approval. Matteson was shoved aside. Right. Now, Matteson was the black pitch. Wait, well, you know, I want to finish this discussion, but I think that's, that's, that's one of the reasons why I left the Democrat Party. They throw that carrot out yeah. in front of you. Right. right. Yeah. Big switch. Yeah, we, this is all the things we're going to do for you. We're going to we're going to build this. We're going to do this. Well, that's well, I will be fair. That was a preliminary finding of the gaming board. Yeah. But the African-American uh, pitch was rejected. Wow. We're going to continue this discussion. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with Charles Thomas. I mean, Charles, you're, you're, I think your new nickname, yeah, I got to give you the Larry Elder's nickname, The Sage. Oh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I, think, sage, I think I'm going to yeah. call you The Sage. Yeah, man. Well, you, well, you know, it. common sense comes into play. We were just, talk, Scott and I were just talking about Chicago Public Schools yeah. and how black and Latino kids are kept out of school while I live like virtually next door to Francis X Ward, which is a private school, yeah, elementary yeah. school yeah. in the West Loop. Those kids have not missed a day That's in two life. years. Of course. They go to school. Of course. But the poor kids yeah. in, in, in on the South Side, West Side, the black and brown kids, they're kept out of school. Right. Because the Democrats are so beholden to the teachers' union. Yeah. Well, wait course. a minute. They're actually using the kids yes. as pawns? They are. It's all about the children. What are you talking fight? about? Yeah, man. They, they don't care. <laughs> it's not about they the They don't kids. care. But we can't, we, we, black people can't see that. Yeah. You can't Wake see. Up, right. And you're going to sit there and you're going to pull that de- Democrat ballot every time. Yeah. And you don't understand what these people are doing to you. There's not well, one wait, Republican. Let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. Yeah. Do you know why? Because they make us feel good about voting for them. Uh, um, and they, they, they promise all these different things. And when it actually comes time for the rubber to hit the, the, the rubber to hit the meet the road somehow. Oh, well, we got to wait. We, we got to do this next yeah, cycle. Yeah. Right? I mean, and it's like, wake up. We're stuck in a 1960s, 70s mindset where we think everything is a civil rights issue. Right. When in fact it isn't anymore. Right. It's an economic issue. It's a huge economic but issue. But it's not a civil rights issue. And we may and they come to us and they tell us, well, you know, they're racist and they're gonna put you all back in chains yeah. and da 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 da. And we buy it. Yeah. Because we are, are are programmed to react only as if it's a civil rights issue. They're doing it right now with yeah. this whole voting rights thing. You know, yeah. I worked in forty seven years as a professional journalist. I worked in California. Ooh. For six years, I worked. Well, I worked in Missouri for five years. I worked in California for five years. I worked in Philadelphia for six years. I worked in in the last thirty years. I worked in in Chicago. Right. I have never met one black person. I'm seventy one years old, nearly now. Never met one black person who told me that in these fifty years, their right to vote. Has been Come on, man. denied or even challenged. Right. So why do I need to, to be preoccupied with voting rights right now as a black well, man? Well, well Charles, now, the issue is not the voting rights. The issue is to get rid of the filibuster. But they're conflating the two. Well, That's they're right. conflating they, they're the using two. an issue that they know uh, emotionally is attached <laughs> there you to go. black and, la- and Latinos. Right. 
When in reality, the, the more sinister aspect is to remove the filibuster. Exactly. Nobody's having that conversation. Well, how they're we conflating are, it. We're having that conversation. Yeah. Uh, and, and the thing is that we have to stop reacting emotionally to these issues. As I said before, nobody that I know has either had their right to vote, to vote challenged or denied that I know. And I want to ask you that. Do you I've know never, any black people? Ever, never. Do you know any, anybody that, who's had their right to vote never. either challenged never. or denied? Never. No. So we got this voting rights thing going on and people are getting behind it and they think that this is going <laughs> to ensure our vote to our right to vote. Yeah. This is it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Let's, let's go to the phone lines. My good friend Todd, welcome to, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, John. Hey, Scott. How are you? Todd Squared, CEO of Game Changers Corp. What's up, buddy? Hey, hey I just wanted to reiterate, uh, John, uh, that a lot of my black Democrat uh, C-suites and executives are reaching out to me as well, uh, 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 circling around the uh, Richard Irving uh uh, wagon uh, in, in support of him. So the same thing is happening on my end. And, um, you know, he called me retarded, but I'm in Chicago and it's X amount of degrees and I have a home in Scottsdale, but I'm going to ride this thing with Richard Irvin for the next uh, 10 months. Wow. And that's, that saying, yep. I mean, you, you, I know your Rolodex. That Rolodex is long, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so, so anyway, I enjoy the show. I just... I'm I'm driving down uh, Meacham Road and I'm and I'm tuned in and I love what you guys are saying. I love your transparency and I'm going to help you more. I love you guys. All right, thank, thank you. you so much, brother. Uh, yeah, that's what's happening. It's, it's happening throughout. But uh, I'll say it again: Republicans had should be warned. Do not snatch defeat. From the jaws of victory. Mm. That's right. You've got a lot of people out there now wandering around looking for some, looking for something. Yeah. And if you, if you, if you don't embrace these people, you're going to lose them. Yeah. And you got to understand that if they come into your party, they're going to change yeah. the party. They're going to change the look they did of the Trump. party. But you're winning. You, yeah. What I think conservatives have to understand is that they are winning yeah. right now. They're winning, and if they Again, don't snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. You're winning. Well, we're talking you, about the Republican Party. We're talking about the Republican Party, <laughs> and if they get too too much of themselves and too much into themselves and what we used to be and all the struggle that we've had over the years, particularly in Illinois, then you're going to lose. Because right. because I do think we can change without losing our principles, and and but we don't have that conversation. Because I think sometimes in, 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 in the Republican circles, they get afraid to have those conversations because they know that the grassroots will not budge. They will not. I mean, you and I had the discussion um, before the show started, before the show started. They will not allow Republicans to budge or move from their core principles of Republicanism. I'm telling you, that's just that's the fight. That's the fight that Adam Kinzinger ran up against. That's and the right. reason why. But what, what he did that was foolish, he went after the people. He should have kept it policy based, focused, not after the people. You listen in to Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer.
just switch your attitude. Go ahead and level up yourself. This that different latitude. Welcome back to the Black and Red Radio. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Charles Thomas and Scott Casper. I promise before the break that I'll go back to the phone lines. Uh, let's go to Catherine. Catherine, welcome to Black and Right. Oh, thank you. I'm enjoying the show and the conversation. Thank you. Um, it is a bit, a little bit out of a tangent, but picking up on something Mr. Thomas discussed um, when he mentioned about cannabis and then uh, the gambling and how Democrats use that as a carrot. And um, I may be showing my colors because I am a Christian, and um, I, it is my one of my top pet peeves. That in Illinois, we are uh, trying to expand on these vices and trying to uh, say that you know that's going to increase revenue and give jobs. When and I envision the scene where uh, it's a wonderful life. I'm sure you've all seen it at least once. Where um, where where when George, if George was not born, right. the the city go the the town goes to seed versus. If he's there and he's virtuous and he's caring and all that, then the city thrives. So that's a just a pet peeve to me, and I'm not saying that Mr. Thomas is for those things, but uh, our state should not be relying on those things. And all I hear about is expansion, expansion, expansion yeah. coming from uh, um, Mrs. Lightfoot and all that. Yeah. So that's that's my two cents. Well, that's because they don't know how to lead. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think I think I thank think, you so much, Kevin. Yeah, and I and I think the point that was trying to be made earlier is is not necessarily supporting those things, yeah. but just that J.B. Pritzker lied, right? Yeah, he why lied. he wanted to shove all that through. He, yeah, he said he, it was going to bring equity. Yeah, he and, says equity, 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 and right. I haven't seen I haven't seen any equity in these past two years. the The other piece that's happening right now is that they're trying to prolong. This is my opinion. Yeah. They're trying to prolong this whole COVID-19 business and exacerbate it and make it sound a lot worse than it is in order to control how we vote this year. Uh, And and that's it's it's bold face to me. I can see it happening. (laughs) Yeah, they want mail in ballots. They're going to have them in Illinois because this is a Democrat controlled state. And speaking of that, all over the country. Speaking of that, Verlon, welcome to Black and Right. I know you had something to say about the governor's race. Yeah, uh, um, listen, the last caller took half of what I had to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> Number one, I told you this was the guy that Ken Griffin was going to roll out. Now, you cannot be you cannot be the Democrat by being Democrat-like. This guy plays footsie with Black Lives Matter, the same people that tore up his city. Automatic disqualifier. The guest talks about cannabis uh, and gaming. That's called being Democrat-like. What is your core value? You see what I'm saying? Yo, has, has, have we have we learned anything from Bruce Rauner? When you lose your core values, you're going to lose half the Republican Party, which are the conservatives. They're not going to come out and vote. So this guy can't win. I don't care if he's a black face or not. And number two, it's not about losing the filibuster. They want to get rid of the Electoral College and nationalize the popular vote so they can control Congress forever. That's the bottom line. The filibuster is nothing. That's just a, a, a mean to an end. Whoa, 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 Valon, wait, time out, time out, time out. Wait, wait, Valon, Valon, Valon. You can't say it's nothing because they can't do anything you just said unless the filibuster is gone. Yeah. So that's a that's very important 
that that cinema and mansion um, stood tall and didn't allow that to happen because they can everything you just said the the, the 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 previous I mean the last thing you said none of it can happen if the filibuster is there none of it so that's why it's important thanks so much for calling Philly uh, uh, man I'm telling you we got a lot we got a lot of work to do to get this state um, you listening to Black and White Radio on the M560 hour hour two coming up next we'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Welcome back. Hour two of Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend Charles Thomas and Scott Casper. If you missed that first hour, go to 560theanswer.com, download the podcast. Uh, you don't have to sit through the commercials. Uh, that was a really, really good first hour. Um, you got to go ahead and get it. Follow me on all my social media platforms. I'm on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we're having a lively discussion on YouTube right now. Um, and we're also on Rumble. So go and um, like all of those. I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. I need 2,000 more people to have 10,000 followers on TikTok. So let's make really? it happen. Yeah. Oh, man, that's great. Let's make it happen. You got to do those dance videos. That's what you got to no, do. No, I'm, I'm not selling my soul. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am not selling my soul, man. I, I know. You know, I, I, do, I do know I need to add more content, but I'm not selling. I'm not doing or the for dance. AOC. Come on, come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> this, well, no, not even. Man, you know, this, this show is so cathartic yeah. for me, man. You know, because where I come from, you know, I, I I guess I've been canceled already. I, I'm canceled number one because right. I'm a Christian, right? You know, can't you know we we're canceled. Right. The Bible says we will be, yeah. but whatever. Look forward to it. Whatever. Look forward to <laughs> it's it. It's a badge of honor. But it, it's so cathartic to talk. Free speech, yeah, is what this station is about. That's right. And you know, it hasn't been muzzled yet. Yeah. And good for you. Yeah. And. Thank you. Well, Thank you. I'm, I'm going to tell you, the, the, the people that, that run this station, I mean, I'll speak to this station right here, AM560. Yeah. Um, they've been great. They've never once told me I couldn't say nothing. I couldn't. I had to stay away from this issue or that. It, they've never once done that. They've been amazing when it comes mm. to what we can and can't talk about. Well, I'll you can you. hear it. You can hear the yeah. freedom. And yeah. it just, let freedom ring. Yeah. Freedom is ringing here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You know, uh, and, you know, we, we, we were talking about earlier. Now, I think I want to get back to this. Um, I, I'm looking at just how, because, you know, I'm a former police officer. I heard you. I heard, I heard the little shot you gave each else. Well, <laughs> I heard the little shot. Uh, got to watch this guy. <laughs> Why? Well, yeah, it was a joke. I know. I know. It I'm was a joke. Just, I'm, try, I'm trying to, you know, get back in the game. You know, <laughs> they, they say all cops oh, are God. bad, you know, so I guess you were. Cop or yeah. used to be. I was a good cop though. I, I, I was. I, trust me. I was. I, you know, I, most of them are. Ninety nine percent of them are. You know, yeah. there's some bad reporters out there. Oh no! There oh were really? Some jerks, man. Some reporters, man, who would lie, do all kinds of stuff. And I saw them. And everybody in the re, uh, press corps knew who they were. Yeah. Right. Knew who could not be trusted. Yeah. And all that. And they they did damage. Yeah. 
And I'm sure there's some bad cops out there. There's some bad. Name a profession. Name the profession. That's right. And you yeah. got to weed them out. You got to watch them. You got to play them real close. And, you know, that that's what has to happen. But, man, if I got a problem, yeah. I'm dialing 911. I I'm think calling they are the too. police, That's man. right. Every they will, time. too. The people that hate the police, they'll call, they're, they're calling 911, too. Right. <laughs> Think about that. I don't want them, um, but I need them. I mean, they're, 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 they're such a needed force. But, but what I wanted to talk about, you know, when you look at what's happening, when in these, in, especially in this Illinois, in these governor's race, if J.B. Pritzker is reelected, what does that say about the voting populace of the state of Illinois? I mean, granted, there's a lot of ways to cheat in the state of Illinois. <laughs> Just, mm-hmm. I mean, we we perfected it. I think what you saw in 2022, 2020 was Illinois on steroids throughout the rest of the nation. That's right, we had sported that. Right, but but the focus has to be on those kitchen table issues. That's right, where people can feel the effect and understand the effect and know the effect. See, I dealt with the emotions and the thought patterns. Mm-hmm. Republicans are not good at emotionally coming from an emotional aspect where. If if they introduce an issue, all they all they can their 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 only ability, most of them, not all, the ability to actually make that person feel what you just said, and then they think about it, and then they make changes based upon what you're trying to do. I, Republicans have a hard time of doing that because I believe, like what Aaron said, focus on the kids, guys. They're trying to run your kids. Did you see Sean? Uh, I love him to death. I love him to death. But State Representative LaShawn Ford introduced a bill that basically said it's a bully bill for parents. That a child would, would have certain rights and there's certain things you couldn't can and couldn't do when it comes to being a parent. Now your kid can call the police and report you. One of, one of the quotes I, I read in there, my, I'm sick and tired of my mama telling me that I need to brush my teeth. <laughs> Oh, and they could call cops on that. God, are you serious? <laughs> this is what we're we're faced with in the state of Illinois. We'd had some troubles in my house. Let me tell you, every night, yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if brushing teeth is the is the big problem. How do we? How, Tom, Tom, and uh, Scott, you, whoever wants to take this, how do we wake up the the, the voting populace? Now, in my, I, I get it. The elect, voter election integrity things. Listen, I'm a huge supporter of it. I think Illinois needs it yesterday. But how, how how do these candidates? If you were, if you were in the Ray Bine camp, in the Richard Irving camp, in all these camps, what would you tell them to say? This needs to be the message. I I told you this earlier, and I'm not going to use any names. Yeah. I told you that I made an exploratory phone call yeah. last week to a person who is very involved in the Irving campaign. And just to hear what's going on, because I didn't know where this candidate stands on specific issues. I know that he was born in the projects and all this, you know, and all that. My great grandfather was a slave and all that. Yeah. I don't know about all yeah. that. Okay, fine. Compelling launch video. Yeah, compelling yeah, it launch really was. video. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't hear, well, where do you stand on, you know, parental rights? Right. On, you know, can you... Do you, do you agree with what the governor said about this 13-year-old who could have an abortion without the parents knowing? Uh, what do you stand on the uh, teachers' union and the fact that black and brown kids are not going to school while 
rich white kids didn't miss a day. Falling behind every day. Yeah, I, I want to know about what. Where are you? What, what, what's your verbiage on that? Right. Didn't you know? I just want to hear that. Haven't gotten a call back yet, but I, I'd like to know what's going on. And I think I call with some credibility. I think you. I think you do. and I think and you. so, but well, no. you're touching on the issues that I think. Um, yeah, that people these care are the issues about that, we, that the Republican yeah. Party. I mean, this is the opportunity for the Republican Party to deliver solutions to these these sorts of issues and these problems. And it's such easy solutions. Right. I mean, right. they're obvious stuff. Right. Uh, and you can and you're taking on the governor, who is preoccupied with this COVID hysteria, um, and you know, uh, but that's that's what he wants to push. Right. Uh, but I'm not I'm I'm not hearing them hearing. Hearing about them, hearing the kinds of issues you're talking about, John. Right, right. I'm not hearing them being sensitive to that. Huh. Um, I think that if they want to beat JB in a general election, yeah. speaking of Irvin, and that's not to say he's going to win the primary, I'm just saying all of these candidates have to be concerned about how they're going to run a general election against. J.B. Pritzker. And I think that's part of the pitch they make during the primary. Right. Well, how are you going to win? What's your pathway to victory? I'm telling that to Republican voters all over the state. And you've got to convince people that's how you're going to win. And they aren't. I don't hear some of the candidates doing that. I mean, Aaron was talking about it a little bit. A little bit. But he didn't give me a roadmap. And I think the Republican Party has done that in past elections as well. Um, they're not really giving us a sense of how they're going to win the general. Yeah. And and uh, I want to hear that before I choose among these candidates. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and I was speaking earlier, I know we got to go to break, but right now in the governor's race, we have an all-black ticket, Max Solomon and Latasha Fields. We have Stephanie Trussell, Darren Bailey's campaign manager. You have Aaron Delmar, and who knows who, uh, what's his name, uh, Paul Sullivan, Shemp. Sullivan's going Sullivan. And then you have Richard Irving. You mean those racist Republicans? You, oh, my goodness. What does that say? <laughs> I mean, but, 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 I, 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 now I'll give it to you. The Republicans, the top three I, I mentioned, they didn't embrace them. They did embrace Richard Irving. They, they embraced Aaron Del Mar. But instead, I mean, listen, why isn't there an ad talking about the diversity that's, that's happening in the Republican Party? You got to build this momentum. Black people don't know that there are black Republicans in the state of Illinois. Right. Push that out there. Right. But we're not doing it. And what's the, I mean, and, and does some of this money that they're spending that that we're hearing that uh, Griffin's going to spend, is he spending it on behalf of the party in terms of letting them know what's up with J.B. Pritzker? Yeah. I mean, how did the whole well, cannabis piece, to- the gaming piece, the, the abortion piece, there should be some umbrella advertising going on yeah. right now. It is not happening. Not happening. It's not happening. It needs to happen yesterday. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Black and White Radio on AM 560. We'll be right back. Jim, I'll take you after the break. We now return to Black and White on AM 560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Playing by the rules. I come apart, baby. 
Welcome back to Black and White Radio. How you like that song, Charles? Man, that's my that's, my, that's <laughs> one of my jams, as they say. Oh, you know, Scott, the look great Scott, Marvin, man. Scott over there moving Scott to the beat. Scott knows something about that. You know something yeah. about Marvin Gaye? Look out now. Just <laughs> moving to the beat. Um, dude, I mean, I, I love these conversations we're having um, because because people are afraid to have these just these conversations because they're afraid of being doxxed, canceled, and but they have to be had in order to 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 reframe and. You know what? I actually I don't want I don't want anything restored. I want I want it all burned to the ground, built back up, because I think what we're dealing with here in this state of Illinois, everything has to burn to the ground. I, I seriously believe that. If we don't, the, the only way we get Illinois on, back on the right footing is to let it all burn down. And I don't mean physically burn down, but as far as the policies and the and the people and and and, and the Republican Party really has to do a better job of of prepping. For elections, going into communities and and doing back to school drives, uh, feeding people. Dude, you you got you got a you got a you got a Republican sitting on the top of a roof right now in Pastor Corey Brooks. Right? Why aren't the Republican Party leadership running to him right. with a check? Well, they have. They ran to him. F- what was it? Four or five years? Yeah. Well, uh, I remember. No, it had to be eight years ago when he said when he was on the roof the yeah. first time, and. You, I would have thought that somebody among the millionaire billionaire Republicans in this state, they would have built him a community by center now. by yeah. now. I mean, <laughs> he's still think. sitting on the same roof, <laughs> you, yeah, you know, still talking the same stuff about what he needs, and they're not taking care of him. What, a, you know, what about little league team man in, yeah. in, on Seventy Ninth Street? That's supported by office? the Republican Party. Yeah, open an office in Auburn Gresham, put a little league team, sponsor a little yes. league. I mean, they spend more money, Republicans in Illinois. They'll spend a hundred million dollars trying to be elected governor, right? Yeah, and they won't spend fifty thousand b- building, building a, a little b- league, b- building build right. a field, Seventy Ninth Street, or a right. basketball league, or something like that. Right. And I'm gonna tell you something, Republicans. If you did that, you will get votes big time. Well, you will have outreach. a wedge. It's outreach, but it, it, absolutely. But it also goes to the underlying problems of solving those underlying problems. I mean. Kids don't, you know, you look at the schooling, you look at job opportunities, and in those neighborhoods, if they have, you know, if they have community centers, if they have these resources, you're going to see, you're going to see everything, you know, it's going to raise all, all tides, right? Yeah. How about a, you know, sixth ward Republican office? Well, the 18th ward, or, Devin Jones, Devin uh, Jones. 18th ward. I mean, just put it there yeah. and but, then offer services programs it'll right. cost you a lot less than tv ads yeah. that you're going to do right. every four well, Charles, years there's a there's a kid named devin jones in the city of chicago he's at in the 18th ward republican committeeman yep. he's actually trying to do these type of things but where's the investment in that that's are what they, i'm talking about king griffin, king griffin wants to spend his money on a gubernatorial race <laughs> thank you you want to know how go and, and and invest building corey brooks's um, center and then going into the 18th ward any of the other wards <clears throat> excuse me any of the other wards where they're trying to infiltrate and I, and I use that word purposely where they're trying to infiltrate and build awareness about how republicanism and, and, and you don't have to go after republicanism conservatism how That's conservatism all. can help really change lives you know because when you look at I, I always say this when you look at all these drug deals that are out there these guys could be fortune 500 um, presidents of companies, CEOs of companies, yeah. 
with what they're a- the ability and what they're able to do. How about investing in that and say, hey, you know what? Let me come and teach you. Instead of being in the drug trade, let me teach you how to become the next CEO of, right. of, of, of a Fortune 500 company. How about organizing, using the party's resources to organize black parents on behalf of school choice? There it is. Why not? There I mean, is. you can spend your money like that yeah. more effectively than trying to lobby the legislature. Yeah. You get start from the bottom, start from the grassroots, and start teaching people about school choice. You want something different for your child? That's it. As opposed to a Chicago public school, yes. well, here it is, yes. and we're going to help you organize to do it. Yeah, and that is the most effective way to yeah. organize the black community uh, it, by Republicans. And we're going to talk about that at the one one thirty five hour. Pastor uh, Randy right. Bland is calling in. He started this Grace Association where he's he's going to build out all of these um, private Christian schools throughout the state of Illinois, and he's, he'll be. That's my kids attend that. Let me say that first. My tens, my kids attend the the church, the, the school that's there now, families of faith. But he's taking this on a whole nother scale, and he's also going to be building trade schools as the trade oh, school wow. aspect component to it too. Yeah, we got to invest in vocational. Just, in, come on, in trades. Oh, man, look. just wait until he. But but before 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 he comes on, I'm going to go to the phone lines. Uh, this is one of the sponsors of the show, so I got to take him. Jim, welcome to Black and Right. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show, brother. It's always a pleasure. It's always nice to be uh, talking to three of the most uh, popular guys in Chicago. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. About well, anyways, um, you know, uh, Darren Bailey's been doing a lot of work with Willie, going to a lot of these churches. So Darren's doing that, and and also by having Stephanie on the, on the ticket, uh, she talks very well about how the West Side of Chicago used to be a great place, and now it's run like garbage. And who's been in charge? And also the other thing that we're going to be campaigning on is. Uh, you know, there was this guy named Sean Lavelle Smith that just murdered that poor girl in L.A. in, in the Los Angeles furniture store. He was out on a thousand dollar bail. Their guy Daryl Brooks, who uh, ran all those people in Kenosha, he was out on a thousand dollar bail. And so a lot of these people are starting to wake up and understand that what these Democrats are doing isn't good for people. And sometimes these people also talk about reducing qualified immunity for uh, police officers. Well, let's remove qualified immunity from these judges and these people, these DA people, <laughs> I love that it. are allowing people to do this. That's it's, fair. It's awful. You know, in fact, there's that new guy, Bragg, in New York. All he can brag about is how the crime is going to go up under his leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> are you yeah. talking about the, the governor? I no, mean, the new no, um, Bragg mayor? is the new district Manhattan oh, no, DA. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, DA, so he can brag about how poor things are going to become out there. Uh, That's all he can Brag and brag. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Jim. Thank, and I'm so trying to have you so long, brother. Take care. That's yeah, but I mean, he's right. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've said this time again. I remember when qualified immunity came up as far as getting rid of it when I was in Springfield. That's a non-starter for me. Non-starter. Sorry, it's a non-starter. You remove qualified immunity because I don't think people, people think they understand what qualified immunity is. They do not. They do not. They. I listen and I hear all this. It's, it's like, guys. There are protections in place for citizens. The color of law, 1983. You violate that, cops are going to jail. That's right. They are going to jail. You know, so there are protections already in place. You remove that. Any frivolous thing that comes up against a police officer, their career is done. You know, I'm, and Verlon and I get into these discussions and these arguments all the time. Dude, this attack on police, on the policing profession has to end. If it does not 
you're going to start seeing any city that, that, that speaks of defund the police. They're going to be a city of ruin. They're going to end up like Detroit. They're going to end up like like uh, Robbins, places where policing was just, I mean, corruption and all this stuff started feeling uh, uh, fitting in after people started coming after the police. you got to stop coming after these police officers. These are good, decent, honest men and women that are patrolling our streets. We have bad apples, yes, but we have to stop going after them and, and trying to ruin the profession of policing, especially in a city like Chicago. Right. Yeah, you're basically saying if you re- remove qualified immunity, you basically remove the whole concept of a cop. Correct. It's gone. Correct. He's not a cop anymore. No. You, right. you don't have him anymore. No. Right. They, I mean, that that um that the criminal justice reform bill that passed, they fixed the they fixed some of it because now because they, at, when the bill passed, a cop couldn't go back and look at his videotape to to make sure that he doesn't get caught up in a lie. Well, why would you do that? And they got rid of the component that an individual did not have to sign a signed affidavit basically saying if uh, listen i cannot lie about what's what's happening now right. they can just go and file a complaint so imagine of all imagine how just, many complaints these cd cpd officers are going to have now right and there's no there's it's no mechanism in, mechanism yeah. in place to stop the frivolousness of right. it right and you can ruin a, a, a cop's life and that and that cop's family's life over that sort of stuff you know, yeah. and you mentioned Robbins, Robbins, Illinois. I want to give a shout out to uh, police chief down there, uh, Chief Shepard. He's he's actually, you know, he does community policing. Like, like he's built up a, a wonderful department down there to try to, you know, to try to bring sa- public safety back to that that community. I like that new mayor down there, Rob. Yeah, I, 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 you know, may not agree with a lot of his policies, but. I like that he's at least trying to make changes in there. And I'm, I'm going to try to get him on the show. You're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560. I got fired up. I'm sorry. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The Answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Charles Thomas and Scott Casper. Uh, Before we go to Pastor Randy Bland, I want to take this call from Larry and Chris, who are in D.C. for Stop the Mandate Rally. Welcome to Black and Right. John, great to hear your voice. How's it going? uh, This is Chris and Larry. Hey, how's it going? Hey, we're doing great. It's going great. Chris uh, flew in from Florida to come up to D.C. for the rally. I flew in from Chicago. I got on the plane this morning. The first thing I saw when I got on the plane was a Let's Go Brandon baseball cap. <laughs> I gave him I gave him a high five, and I knew I was going on the, to the right place. Um, so what's I ended going up on there? getting on the plane. What's that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I end up getting on the plane. I sit down, and I pull out my book uh, called The Truth of... Uh, the, the real Anthony Fauci by Robert Kennedy. The woman in the table uh, or the chair next to me says, Hey, that's my boss. And I'm like, Oh crap. I said, oh, Dr. Fauci. She goes, no, Robert Kennedy. <laughs> I says, awesome. So I gave her a high five. So a uh, long story short, it was an awesome trip out here. Uh, we got a bunch of Patriots supposed to have over 250,000 people have already registered to be here. The count will definitely be further than that. 
Um, and it's 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 about pushing back on this crazy mandate about a vaccine does not work, a mask that does not work and social distancing policies that do not work. And the worst thing, John, and this is what's hyper criminal. Yeah, there is no informed consent. Wow. Anybody who's pushing the jab needs to also identify that there is a risk with the benefit. Right. And we're not seeing it. Wow. Well. Thanks so much for calling. I got to go and I got to go. I got a, I got a guest coming on, but I appreciate you calling. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Well, you know, as I said, as we were discussing during the break, education and, you know, talking about trade schools and uh, I'm privileged that I have my kids go to a school where um, the school hasn't been closed. Um, they closed like for probably the first 30 days. I don't even think they closed in, but, a place where truth is taught, Christianity is embraced, uh, Families of Faith uh, Christian Academy, uh, but he's also the pastor of Families of Faith Christian Church. Uh, pastor Randy Bland, welcome back to Black and Right. You there? Hey, John, you there? Yeah, hey, how's it going? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. I love your show. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you very much. Appreciate you as well. Well, I wanted to bring you on because I, I had an opportunity to actually go out uh, to an informational meeting uh, with, with what you're trying to, to do in um, Illinois. And it's building a grace association where you go out, uh, go out and about, well, actually people call you and say, Hey, we want a Christian school at our, at our, in our, our city as well. And I had, and I had the opportunity to go out in the Naperville. We met at um, Compass Church, the South Campus. And to hear just, I, I, I heard so much pain in those parents' voices about they just feel like they're not in control of, of their kids' lives. And what Families of Faith and what Grace Association intends to do is to give back that control to parents. What was the reason why, what, what was the impetus to start Grace Association? Well, again, John, thanks for having me on. I know this is a message that there, there are a lot of parents that really need to hear. Uh, we started Grace. Grace stands for Gracefully Reclaiming a Conservative Education. And uh, that probably says all that needs to be said about that. Uh, we knew back in 2020 when the pandemic hit and schools were were forced to close that that was going to create some conflict for a lot of a lot of students, especially in the public school system. And um, as we started to re-enroll kids for the following year, and we discovered that they were going to be doing all e-learning in the public school system. Um, we were certain that that was going to create some real conflicts. And there was a vast majority of the students here in Illinois that were not able to connect to their e-learning on a consistent basis. They had Wi-Fi issues, they had all kinds of issues where they couldn't con connect on a consistent basis. And many of the students just gave up. Many of the teachers gave up. Many of the teachers have quit. Many of the students have left the public schools. And so we knew that was going to be a problem. And as we started picking up, some of these students from the public schools, we could see immediately that they were getting further and further behind. And so this year, uh, when we started our school year in August, and we started picking up more students from the public school system, one of the things that uh, stood out the most was, let me just give you an example of a second grader who came into our school that had been public school, who had never finished kindergarten. So you can just imagine her right. Her kindergarten was interrupted. Uh, she went into e-learning, 
long story, John, she, she came into our classroom. She was not able to read or write. Wow. She was not able to hold a pencil correctly. Wow. And uh, so we began to see that, that not only was this heartbreaking for us to watch, you know, it was, it was something that we began to see consistently with many of the kids coming out of the public schools. Right. Right. And so I was outraged. I was hurt by it. I realized, you know, these kids are in serious trouble. And so I really felt like we needed to start another school. Right. And um, so I, I posted uh, a Facebook post and said, hey, if anybody's interested in starting a school in Romeoville, we'd love to have you and, and, and meet Pastor us Brad, on this particular night. Yeah. Pastor Brad, we we got to go to break, but I want you to continue this discussion <laughs> after the break. I know the radio <laughs> has breaks. <laughs> I wish no I problem, was on the man. podcast I where I could continue. Uh, you're listening to Black and White Radio. We're talking with Pastor Randy Bland about Grace Association. We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM 560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the great sage himself, Charles Thomas and Scott Casper. <laughs> Scott, you had a question? I do. Hey, you know, Pastor Andy, he's still on the line, right? Yeah, he's on. Yes. So I really like this concept of uh, the school that you've built in Romeoville. And, and, and I'm, uh, do you have plans to, to open this sort of concept outside of Romeoville? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we have a commitment to start a school in, in St. Charles. Naperville, Burr Ridge, Wooddale, and uh, we were at Hanover Park last night, and there's a lot of interest there. We have actually about 25 areas that people have called us and asked us if we would consider helping them start a school, huh. and so um, we're going to be busy this this spring and summer. Are, are any of those are any of those are you getting any interest to build a school like this in Chicago? In particular, like yes. like in in the south suburbs, or, or I'm sorry, the, the south side of Chicago. I was actually I was actually offered a building Thursday night um, at the Naperville meeting to start a school on the south side of Chicago. Oh, that's, that's wonderful, and um, I want to do that, and we want to yeah. be able to do it in a way that we can offer these students tuition for free. Yeah, wow. Because we need to bring school, you know, some some choices in the schooling, especially in those areas where they need. Where they need education, they need, you know, they're not getting it from CPS. I think we all agree on that. Right. Pastor is Charles Thomas. Pastor is Charles Thomas. Uh, Have you had any COVID outbreaks since you've been open (laughs) during the pandemic? No, not at all. Unfortunately, you know, we've had a lot of funerals in our church and, and, uh, none of them have been a result of COVID. We have literally thousands of people coming in our building, you know, every week. We've never had an outbreak in our school or our church in the last two years. Well, the teachers so, union in Chicago is saying that you're putting children and teachers at risk, great risk of well, death and infirmity by keeping your school open. And Well, and that's what they're saying, but they don't realize you know, the, 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 the position they put these students in, right. you know, they're, they're, they're spilling out a lot of conjecture. The fact is these kids are so far behind and they have no mechanism in place to fix it. They don't even have a plan to fix it. 
I mean, we have a state that says there's a no-fail policy, so no matter what the, the problems these children have in their education, they're moving them forward no matter what. Wow. And, boy, you know, it, 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 I'll say it, and I might, might regret it, but, <laughs> Ben, it is so racist. It is so racist for the CTU in Chicago to continue to insist on, on all of these conditions to open schools and keeping schools closed because bottom line, black kids and Latino kids in the city of Chicago yeah. are suffering right. Right. while white kids right. and wealthy kids are going to school. They have options. They're, they have their options. Their school has not been interrupted. Right. Right. And you, you see, like in CPS, I think I, the statistic I heard is 100,000 kids are off the mark now. They're behind where they should right. be. And, you know, and there's no plan to catch them up. Well, listen, or, or let me tell you, it's, it's not just, it's not just racist, it's criminal. Mm. And, and somebody <laughs> needs criminal. to be prosecuted for it, to oh, be honest man, with you. Oh, man, you're right. You're and right. I'll tell you, it's not just the, 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 the black kids, the white kids that are going to school, you have no idea how far they really are behind. Yeah. Some of them are as much as two years behind right now, and they have no plan to fix this. These kids are not going to be able to graduate high school and go into college. They're not going to pass a pre-entrance exam, and that's why I'm working to build trade schools. There's oh, going to have wonderful. to be something in place to, to pick these kids up when they get out of school and they, they don't have the ability to go to college. And so the trade schools is going to be a good option for them. Yeah, one more thing. I, you know, I, a few years ago they were talking about Karen Lewis, the president of the teachers' union, running for mayor of the city of Chicago. Um, I mean, the yeah. teachers union was held in, I guess, high esteem among city voters back then. I wonder what city voters are thinking about them now. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, Pastor Andy, <laughs> I, I think you to, know what they're thinking. Pastor Andy, I wanted to ask you, you, you touched on, on investing in trade schools. And I, I think that's something that you look at, especially in, in the city of Chicago and, you know, in some of these areas, um, Investing in non-college track opportunities, uh, I think, is where we have to put the focus. And I'm glad to hear that you're doing that. You know, to teach children uh, to graduate from high school with with meaningful skills to actually to actually enter the workforce at that point and you know and 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 better their lives. Um, right. Or throw up a shingle well, we and be a, a plumber. We have a plan right. to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, ahead, you, you, I mean, teaching kids life skills, life skills. is so important, that's and right. that's what uh, many children are, are graduating from high school. They have no life skills. Right. They don't know how to do anything. I don't know how to do anything. I can't fix my pipes <laughs> in the house. I can't. Man. Well, we have a plan to start with our sophomores and put them in a trade school track where by the time they finish, they'll have 2,000 hours of classroom experience in the trades and they'll also have two full years summers you know where they'll where they'll be doing an apprentice program and wow. i've talked to many contractors in fact i was invited to collinsville you know by the mayor's office to talk about helping develop a trade school in that area just just a couple of weeks ago and imagine these high school kids coming out of high school with 2,000 hours of classroom experience where they're being taught job site management, they're being taught work ethics, they're being taught, you know, what it means to be accountable. Hey, hey, Pastor, can you hold for one one more second? Because I want to have people, how can people help and get involved? 
You're listening to Black and White Radio. We'll be right back. Back to Black and White with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with Charles Thomas and Scott Casper. Before the break, we were having a, a great conversation about Grace Association and building trade schools throughout the state of Illinois with um, Pastor Randy Bland. Um, Pastor Bland, um, you know, a lot of this is this is going to take a lot of uh, capital to get going. Um, how can people get involved? If there's if there are people who want you to um, start a school in their city, um, how can people get in touch? And how can people uh, financially get involved in, in in this venture as far as what you're trying to do with Grace Association? Well, you can go to our Grace Association. Uh, website and get all the information you know that you want about our schools and how to start a school in your area and if you want to give if you go to fofca.com there's actually a, a place there that you can push a button you know that says give and it'll give you the instructions to be able to do that um, and we could we can certainly use the support um, but I think that that the biggest support that that we have are these parents who are coming out and John, you asked me earlier and I didn't get a finish, but that first meeting that we had in Romeoville, the very first school that we, we started, uh, there were 300 families that showed up from a Facebook post and uh, it was amazing. We knew then that this was something that, that we really needed to get involved in. Yeah. Did you have something you wanted to say? Something else? I, I just hope that voters hear your message because yep. every voter who hears the message Every parent who hears the message is a voter and they can make a difference this year because public officials in Illinois have fostered this system where kids, they lock kids out of school, they make them wear masks, they affect the education of children, and they're doing it in a very negative way. And if you want change, you're going to have to vote for change this year. And I mean, let's face it, I'm a lifelong, I've been a lifelong Democrat, man. You know, I have been. Yeah, I live in Chicago. Uh-huh. You almost have to be. But <laughs> at this point, I've had it. I mean, I've absolutely had it with uh, with, with what's going on with what public <laughs> policy as it pertains to education. Yeah. Well, if you want change, you got to make it. You got to go out and do something about it. And our voice will be heard. And so will these parents you're talking about. You know, a thousand students. We're going to open up seven schools in the fall. Wow. They're going to hear us and they're going to know that we're here. You know, and it's not going to be a few kids. There's going to be there's going to be thousands of parents that didn't get a school open. That's going to be right. waiting, and they're going to be outraged. They're going to want somebody to do something, and their voices are going to be heard. And, and Pastor, you're going to need teachers. So, how many teachers are you going to need for for opening up those seven schools? I think we're we're looking at somewhere around 300 teachers right now. Wow, that's fantastic! And boy, wow. you would really benefit from school choice. Yeah. We would, yeah. You know, we'd benefit from we'd benefit from politicians, you know, to stop giving us lip service and actually go do something, and and help us, you know, turn some things around where these parents don't have to to experience the full burden of this. You know, listen, guys, this is heartbreaking. When I go to these meetings and I see the desperation in the eyes of these families that know they need this, but they also know they don't have the resources for it, right? You know, our school has given away over $750,000 worth of scholarships, oh, you know, this year. 
you know, and we're going to continue to do everything we can, but we need people to get on board with us. We need politicians to do their job. Yeah. Give the website again. That's graceassociation.org. That's where you can find out about the information. If you want to give, you can go on to FOFCA, F-O-F-C-A.com, and there's a button there that you can give. All right. Pastor Randy Bland, thanks so much for joining us today. And I, you, as I told you, I'm going to do everything I can to make this a success because I think Amen. We, we really want to drive a wedge in, 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 in state politics of education. This is how we do it. This is how we, we, we put boots on the ground. And to those of you who are listening, um, send money. Come out. Roll up your sleeves. Let's take back our education in the state of Illinois. Thank you so much for joining us, Pastor Bland. Hey, John, pray about that school on the south side of Chicago. We may have a good opportunity to do something there. We'll do. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. You listen in to Black and Right. We'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back to hour number three. Sounds so good to say that. Hour number three of Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Charles Thomas and Scott Casper. Um, I kind of want to, you know, shift the show focus now because I want to talk about, you know, the road to uh, the Republicans picking up the speakership. I think that if we can take back some surprise seats here in the state of Illinois, seats that that now the Democrats believe have become theirs, the six, the four, the 14th um, congressional district, right. the six, and possibly the 17th over there where, um, Esther Joy King. Esther, uh, yeah. Esther yeah. Joy King is running out in the quad cities. Yeah. Um, so Scott, I, I wanted, to, I wanted to bring you on because, um, I brought all the other candidates on first. Of all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're also a good friend. You've, you've really become a good friend of mine and we've gotten to know each other. And, um, you also, let me be the first person to ever do their show at Trump Towers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun day. Can you believe that, um, Charles? I did my show at Trump Towers. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. The first show to ever do that. What, inside? The, inside, yeah. Trump Towers. Up on the 16th on floor. On the 16th floor. View, beautiful, beautiful view. Beautiful view in yeah, the that's background. Where that, that's where that restaurant, the very right. expensive restaurant. Is <laughs> right. Well, I didn't yeah. go there. It's a very expensive you didn't go restaurant. There? I didn't go to the I restaurant. I went there and tried to get a hamburger. They looked at me like I was crazy. They escorted me out. <laughs> no, just, that's a story. <laughs> But, but Scott, one of the things I wanted, I mean, I, I, I think the, peop, the the voters of the 6th Congressional District, because I do have a lot of voters from that, that area sure. that listen to the show, uh, especially even the, the new portion of it. Um, right. Who is, who is Scott Casper, and why should the voters of the 6th Congressional District choose you to represent them in Congress? Well, that's a wonderful question. Thank you. I mean, you know what? Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah. I, I only filed a couple weeks ago. Our announcement is this Tuesday. Um, so it's, you know, and, and it's going to be a big splash on Tuesday. Um, and, and all the issues that we've talked about on the first and second hour of the show are the issues that, that I'm going to champion and, 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 you know, and, and give the voters real choice in their education, yeah. you know, in their health care. 
and to bring in job opportunities and, and to prepare those kids who are in school right now, you know, who, who maybe have, are behind because of this pandemic, to give kids in high school, you know, better choices in their education to make them, you know, ready for, um, <laughs> sorry about that, to make them ready for um, the workforce, you know, on day one when they graduate, yeah. um, to teach them the life skills they need to be, to be, you know, to, to, to have better lives for themselves and to provide for their families. And, and that's what this is about. You know, if you look at this district, it is a, the sixth district of Illinois is a, it's a wild district. Um, it includes parts of DuPage County and Cook County. Um, there are conservatives throughout the whole district. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a winnable district with, with, with the right, uh, the right candidate. And the issues we've been talking about are, are the issues. Yeah. You know, you look at, you look at what people who are sitting in, you know, let's pick the 19th ward uh, in Beverly or people who are in the 23rd ward, or you go up into DuPage County, people who, who are in Oprah, Illinois, you know, crime is the one thing that they all have in common right now. You know, the crime in the city has come out in the suburbs because of the failure of, 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 of our elected officials, crimes come out into the suburbs. And, you know, why is that? And sure, you know, we, we can say, you know, Kim Fox is to blame and she is to blame, right? That that's part of the problem, but, but it's only part of the problem. The real, at, at the heart of this, you have people who, who, they don't have. They don't feel like they have opportunities anymore. Uh, they, they've, they've been, they've been, uh, they have been let down by their education. So they don't have the skills to get good jobs. They have been let down by, you know, by all of the elected officials who've created this mess the last two years. Um, and we don't have the job opportunities that we once had in this district. So you know, people are there's a, a natural proclivity to turn to crime at this point, That's true. or to be somehow. Um, connected with it because that's at the end of the day, they got to bring home money uh, and bring home food for their, you know, for their families. And, and so if we invest in education, we invest in job opportunities, we invest in, you know, I, I, I really liked what, what pastor Randy was talking about with, with, with investing in the trades, because there are a lot of good, hardworking men and women uh, in the, in the sixth district, uh, you know, who are members of the trades unions, who, who, um, you know, they're pipe fitters. Are they're 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 uh, they're working in you know manufacturing facilities? Are they um, they're electricians? And and these are these are really good jobs. Yeah. And not everyone is college material, nor should they be. Right. College shouldn't be for everyone. Well, that's that's where we've gone. We've, right. We've, we've we've created this this whole false narrative that you have to go to college. Yeah. Um, but that's what I, you know. You put me in Congress, and these are the things that I'm going to focus on to yeah. bring back better opportunities to the to the families of the sixth district. Yeah. You're going to have a very sexy Democratic primary going on between Caston, yeah. Sean Caston, and Marie Newman. Yeah, very sexy. Yeah, how are you going to get Republicans? How many Republicans are in that still left in that district after the <laughs> there, there are some, And there are some. And you know what? So let's let's talk about Sean Caston and Marie Newman. And those are the the incumbents. So they've the new sixth district is they've kind of merged parts of the old sixth and the old third together to create this um this new district. And so it's forcing Sean Caston and Marie Newman to go head to head in the primary. Um, they go I out do, left each other. I, so you know that's probably what they're going to have to do, right? They're going to have to go even farther left, and they're pretty they're pretty 
liberal people to begin with. And you look at both of them, they, you know what? They don't care about the hardworking men and women of the 6th District. It's not, it, that's not their priorities. Their priorities are different um, than so many of the people who live in the 6th District. So let them fight it out in, in the primary and let them go as far left as they can. Um, you know, and I'll be, I'll be waiting for whoever, whichever of them wins to take them on head to head, you know, and if it's, if it's, if it's Marie Newman, um, you know, or Sean Caston, you know, they're both, they're both limousine liberals. They're both elitists. They love the perks of the job. They don't care about their constituents and, and they don't care about the, the problems that are facing all of them. You go into the, you go into the 23rd ward, you go into the 19th ward, uh, these are people who are dealing with, with the fallout from this economy. Uh, they're dealing with the high gas prices and, 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 the, and the leaders' decisions. Right. Because I think, I think we forget that part. Right. The fallout from the economy is because we've had right. really it's, it's the fall of the elected officials, right, yeah. and no leadership. Yeah. Uh, and, and Marie Newman and Sean Kasten are, are to blame in part for all of this, you know, for the policy that we have now, the policies that we have now. Um, but I, I plan to offer a very different position and, and frankly, a, a recipe for prosperity for the men and women of, and the families of the 6th District. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I, I look at that 6th District, um, especially the 6th District. They've, they, they've kind of made it more Democrat. They've, they brought a little bit more Democrats into the district. Um, and you look at that, I think you hit on it when you talked about um, the, the unions. Right. Um, how? What's your message to the men and women who are in the unions? Sure. Because they think now. I mean, I remember when Republicans were the party of the union. They used to be. Yeah. They used to be. You know, and, and you look at if you look at like these neighborhoods, like like Beverly, for example, um, or or Mount Greenwood. Mount Greenwood has you know there are a lot of good, uh, hardworking men and women who are members of the trade unions, who are police, who are fire in those areas, yeah. and. And you go back a couple of generations, and they were all Republicans. Yeah. I don't know when this happened that the Democrats snatched that up, but I mean, good for it was a, it was a remarkable idea to, to get the, the unions behind them. Yeah. But now you have, you know, the, the union leaders are, are never going to leave the Democrat Party. They're 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 all in, you know, it's a, a cabal of people who are controlling that. But the the members of these unions, you know, are, are they tend to be actually conservative people. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, there's, there's, there's Local center, there's center, center left mm-hmm. people and this district are a part of it. You know, used to be, you know, Dan Lipinski used to be the congressman for a long time. He was a, he was a blue dog Democrat, pro-life Democrat. Uh, but he, he got that, you know, there's a lot of conservative, hardworking men and women, uh, who happen to vote Democrat or tend to vote Democrat. But you know what? They don't like the policies they're seeing right now with, with our elected officials right. and these, these are the people who I'm, I'm trying to, uh, you know, get them to cross over and vote for me um, because I'm going to focus on the things that actually matter to them. You know, more choices in education, more choices in, you know, in bringing in better job opportunities you know, to better impact their lives every day. And, 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 and that's what's going to be needed. Um, I also think the ground game. Got to right? get a ground game going. Uh, we'll talk more about that when we come back from the break. Uh, you're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. Back to Black.
black and right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Charles Thomas, the sage himself, and Scott Casper, candidate. I didn't want to say it until this hour. <laughs> candidate for the 6th Congressional District. Uh, before we continue, Scott, I want to get these calls off the line. Yep. Jackie's been holding so patiently. Jackie, thank you so much for holding, and welcome to Black and Right. Jackie, you there? I think we lost Jackie. Jackie, going once, going twice. All right, Jackie's gone. Um, let's go to Teresa from Lombard. Teresa, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, John. How are you? And hey, Scott, um, well. nice that you're running for the sixth. I met you at the USRW out in Orland Park. Absolutely. Um, perfect Perfect thing to ask you here. We're, we're looking at HB 4244, which uh, Bob Morgan out of the 58th District State Rep uh, sponsored on the VAX registration. Um, what's going on right now with this is there's 13,000, over 13,000 witness slips. It was up for vote on Wednesday, and now... Um, we're not getting any calls back. Amy Grant, <clears throat> who's who is on the committee, and she's a forty second district, <clears throat> hasn't gotten any info back from Bob Morgan. And you know, we're seeing a lot of a lot of game playing with this VATS registry. And we really need candidates to stand up and say we're against we're against the VATS registry. We're against um, a lot of this a lot of this COVID information and stepping on our Fourth Amendment. Um, stepping on our constitutional rights. Um, we're seeing a lot of issues with COVID in hospitals and patients not being treated properly. Um, and we, we need to stop. Do we need candidates to stand up and really talk to this? Um, Bob Morgan also um, co-sponsored SB 1169, which was the amendment of the Right of Conscience Act, too. You know, and nobody's standing up against Bob Morgan. We need somebody running the 58th district against him that's real strong. And you don't live in the 58th, do you? <laughs> I do not. Uh, I do not. Wait, actually, you don't have to. <laughs> or I would be there. No, you don't have to this go around. You can go and, and file petitions and run and then move in. I think you have a year. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, you got a year to move in. But what was the question well, for Scott? I mean, uh, yeah. Scott. You know, it, it, yeah. Teresa, so you where do you question? stand on the VAX registry? Scott? Oh, I, I'm, I'm absolutely against that. I think that's, that's ridiculous. Um, you know, and we do need to, to mobilize people here in Illinois to, to defeat that. That's 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 a uh, you know it's kind of it's kind of it's a funny place that we live in now, where where you have to share your your personal health information with you know with the bouncer at the door of a you know a, a bar or something in order to gain access. It's it's kind of incredible, really. Um, and certainly, if they try to take this to a, a federal level. Well, you just kind of sort of got shut down on the federal level, right? <laughs> you know, but but that's you know it's a but it's a non-starter. Back. You it's know, a non-starter. They're, they're circling back. Well, they're bringing it. Through, what they're, and, Teresa, and I, I'm sorry. What they're doing is trying to bring it through the state legislative bodies, right? That's mm-hmm. what they're trying to do because they know that's that's where it, if if they, if it does get passed, that's where it has to start. But I don't see I don't see the support. I'd be shocked if this if, if this went through in the state of Illinois. I really would. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Scott. I, I, I wouldn't. He's not returning calls to Amy Grant. We don't know what's happened to our witness slips. We have, you know, we worked hard on the, you know, we, we pushed out the witness slips 
Um, I mean, and then and one of the uh, state reps made a comment that, well, iCares is already in place. A lot of people don't even know what iCares is, and, and many parents are part of iCares with right. their children, and they don't even know how it happened. And, you know, shame on the physicians for not explaining that, and there needs to be a bill passed that the physicians have to verbally explain what it is and how it's going to be used. Um, and it's been it's it's being used in adults as well as children, but it's it's a little bit more frightening when you don't have stop gaps in schools. Um, but we have some we have great candidates running. I mean, we've got Kathleen Murray that's running in the 21st. Um, we've got Stephanie Hood and the state rep. We're just looking for really strong candidates. Um, I know there's a in the sixth. I mean, holy cow, there's a pack of you guys running there, Scott. <laughs> Yeah, there's some good candidates. There's some good candidates. You sure, sure you don't want to move to 58th? I heard they got great houses there, Scott. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm four, four generations in this district, and, <laughs> and and you know, it'd be really easy to move to Florida tomorrow, Yeah, quite frankly. Uh, but why do we have to always be the ones to move? Right. So I, I got four generations who've been, who've been rooted in the south suburbs of Chicago. I'm, I'm going nowhere. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking up for, you know, the, the good the good families in my area and, you know, frankly, my people who, you know, who, who, who have, we got to dig in, we right. got to dig in and, and take a stand and people run to Florida and they run to Florida, they run to Texas. And you know what? It, it's, it's going to spread. It's like anything. Hey, it's like a listen. cancer. It's going to spread. Listen, I understand why they run to Florida. <laughs> I, I'm getting older now. <laughs> that hot weather, year round warm weather. Uh, it's intriguing to me. I'm just going to tell you right now. I love the fight. I love the fight that we're in, but you know. Yeah, I can't do anything about the weather, unfortunately. Right. right. So, um, Teresa, are there any events coming up to 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 combat combat this? Yeah, we've got we've got some candidate events going on. Um, we're doing a petition drive sign um, at Donia Furniture on Saturday, the 29th. Kathleen Murray's um, truck will be there. Um, nice. We're also doing some other petitions. Yeah, she she has a food truck. Um, she's also been on the Food Network. She's a great candidate, great runner. Um, I am working on a summit for um, uh, mental health for our teens. Um, I was going to do that in February, but some things got in the way. So um, I'm looking at March. Um, I want to address mental health for our young kids. We, and I know this touches your heart, John. Oh, yeah. Um, but we have seen way too much of these children being put through um, through stress, and we're not addressing it. It's not our school's problem to address. It's our yeah. communities. And so I'm working on a community summit to address um, adolescent mental health. Yeah, I'll do my best to be a part of that and do everything I can to push that yeah. out. Let's yeah, push. and, and, my, and I, you're in my thoughts and prayers, John, and your Thank family. And, um, and it, uh, it really does drive me to, to get this one off the ground um, as busy as we are with COVID. And it seems like COVID really hit a lot of people this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Scott, keep keep the fight. Charles, nice hearing you. you on there, and um, and uh, John, you know what? I'm going to keep you in the loop for the the next summit. All and right. uh, um, thank you for having me on. All right, thanks so much. You take care. Um, you know, we we were talking about Chicago and how the the restaurants are empty. Um, I'm right now LinkedIn. There's a conversation going on between me and a restaurant owner, and um, basically the the Gestapo of, of Lori life was went into this restaurant to eat. Yep. And he, I'm just, I just want to, I'm not going to say the restaurant right now, cause I haven't been given the, the authority to do that, but listen to this, listen to the pain in this. 
my business is getting decimated downtown Chicago because mm-hmm. of these crazy Nazi mandates. And he says, um, um, he wants to come on and talk, right? But he's afraid. Yep. They're targeting him. He says, as a small business, we feel that the Gestapo would shut, would shut us down if we talked. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just one person. And, I've talked to so many restaurant owners right. who and are it, out there, especially in Chicago. Well, that, it's, it's, it's suburban Cook County with, you know, yeah. now that, now that, Preckwinkle is, you know, has enforced this mandate. And you know what? You see a lot of, uh, especially on social media, I see a lot of people like saying like, oh, such and such restaurant is, you know, is requiring vax cards. Like, shut them down. That's not the approach because they're afraid to death right. of being targeted by that sh- the shop. Right. The, the health department is going around levying huge fines on restaurants. Yeah. You know, so you can understand why, uh, you know, and the whole situation is absolutely outrageous yeah you know these are restaurants who just went through two years of hell right and and if they're still open at this point you know they <laughs> we should be helping them as, as much uh-huh. as we can and instead instead we're, we're putting this this you know this extra burden on them right now to now be policing vax cards or, or whatever it may be and you know but you had to have some sympathy for for the restaurant owners you do no one no one no one is choosing to have less business right yeah. now i can guarantee that yeah but see if if it was me, I'd open up and say, "Bring it, find me." I'm not paying the fine either. Bring well, it. Well, and and that's where I'd be if I owned a restaurant I'm with in you. Cook County. I'm with you on that, and I, I and I applaud if if anyone who is defying the mandates, I applaud them too. Yeah. yeah. But but you can understand though. I do. No, I I definitely get that. The horrible the horrible decision that they're they're that they're having to deal with because right they now. have mortgages to pay, and right? And nobody's in those restaurants. They can't pay the mortgage. They got kids right. in college. They can't pay the, the kids. And the health department tuition. is, you know, Preckwinkle's, you know, and, and Whitefoot's, you know, it is like a Gestapo and they're targeting, yeah. um, they're targeting areas where they know there's defiance. It's, you know, it's, it's a control issue. Do, do, do you have to have a Vax card to go to Burger King or McDonald's? Not the drive through Yeah. Well, what about inside? A lot of, you know what? A lot of them actually don't have their dining rooms open because the pandemic yeah. has, has given their drive through businesses. I mean, they're make, they've never yeah. done better. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I, I'm 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 just as I said before I'm done with it all. Um, I'm in such a fight of fight or flight mode. I mean, there's no there's no flight in me at all. I'm just it, it, again I'll say it again. Freedom or tyranny, pick a side. Listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Charles Thomas and candidate for the 6th Congressional District, Scott Casper. Good to be here. Good yeah. to be here. Yeah. So, Scott, you know, she talked about something, you know, that is near and dear to my heart, um, suicide. Yeah. What can, what can the federal government, is there a role for the federal government um, to assist states and local municipalities and I think it's becoming an epidemic of people yeah. committing suicides. Yeah. Um, is there a role? There is. There is. Of course there is. You know, the federal government, it, it, you look at Congress, it just controls money as its biggest job, right? And it's going to spend money. It's proven to us. It's going to spend money somewhere. Um, my, my, my goal of going to Congress is, is to make sure we're spending that money in the right areas, you know, funnel that money into the things <laughs> that we need to invest in. And, Congress does 
give grants to school. This, you know, this, there there is grant money going to school boards um, for use in in education, and and how that how that money is used. You know, I'm actually it's something I've been learning a lot about um, over the last few weeks um, because there is no surprise, perhaps a ton of red tape along the way. Yeah, you know, Congress earmarks certain money for a school board for a community, uh, and and along the way through red tape and regulations. And, 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 and the final decision is actually kind of the most disturbing part is J.B. Pritzker gets to put his thumb on the scale. So, you know, you're sending money from Congress to, let's say, Orland Park, Illinois, to their District 135. Uh, you know, J.B. has the final say to move that somewhere else. Right. And, and, of course, he does cause, right. because that's how this game works. But, but we need to use that federal money to invest in the program's Better education mm-hmm. and better opportunities for children. Um, well, how about well, how about just you, you're down? You're in the area where we had one of the biggest mental health uh, right. facilities at right and mental health facilities. When did we, Charles? You were around. You've been around a lot longer, especially in this this field. When did we walk away from really addressing the mental health issues in this state? Is was it budgetary? Was it was it somebody felt like uh, we could do it? Uh, cheaper ways without well, and there was and, the, and not to cut you off Charles but there was a shift from actually treating mental health um, from a from you know from a psychiatric standpoint uh, and a counseling standpoint and helping people to go to work through their problems to just medicating them drugs. and and, and yeah. shoving it into the big pharma again. yeah big yeah. pharma mm-hmm. drugs that that's that's what did it and it probably happened during the 70s 80s yep uh, that they started using drugs as opposed to, as you say, counseling right. and working with people and housing people right. uh, who had those problems. A lot of the problems we're having crime-wise right now, I know in my neck of the woods downtown, we have these homeless camps. Right. And these pe- yeah. these are not people who are without housing necessarily. They are without, they are drug addicted. Right addicted uh, alcohol, have alcohol problems and have mental illness. And they are living in the tents that you see alongside the highway and under the overpasses more so than people who ran out of money, who didn't have a job and couldn't find a place to live. Right. And, and these problems have only gotten worse in the last two years with this pandemic with the risk, the government's response. But who else is responsible for this too? Big Pharma. Yeah, big pharma. Well, yeah. of course, they're lobbying government to, to get the money. It's 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 no secret they they want you know us to keep taking boosters and stuff. I mean, this is all this is all part of of their enrichment program for themselves. Um, instead of instead of instead of government actually trying to deal with the root causes and go back to a, you know to dealing with the mental health issues, to dealing with education and and dealing with people who feel they have no opportunities, so they're you know they're 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 in despair, and that's where you get this mental uh, this this sort of you know, that's why you're seeing suicides right. at a at an unprecedented rate right now. And and Charles, if if there was any respectability in 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 media and journalism, why why don't you see that many investigative reports on the ties that Big Pharma has on our government and the media? <laughs> Have you seen the drug advertisements during this? Four, five, and six okay, o'clock well, news yeah. on any station yeah. and yeah. on the cable news stations. Yeah. There's always some drug with a funny name that's supposed to make you feel better. They're even they're even uh, advertising the drugs for 
mental illness now, the bipolar drugs. Right. Uh, the, you, you see them advertised uh, very publicly as if you could you could make a decision right. on your own right. about right. whether right. you're going to take right. one of these drugs. Right. But th- that's that's the the country we live in right now. Yeah. When we passed, you met, you were down there when Lou Lang and I got together to pass the heroin legislation. It was the Anthony mm-hmm. Lang Anthony bill, and our biggest pushback for the heroin bill and how we shift and change how we treat heroin was Big Pharma. I got a question for you. Yeah, who's providing the drugs for the shooting gallery in New York City now? Ooh. Who, who's providing the drugs? I mean, they used to get them on the street. They would be coming from Mexico. Oh, yeah, you mean the, the places where they can go yeah, and now just get high? Yeah, shoot up. Who's, who's providing those drugs? Talk about the stupidity and the foolishness hmm, of it. I haven't thought about that. Jerry from Chicago, hold the line. When we come back from break, I'll, I'll take your call. Thank you so much for holding. But, you know, we really got to... Charles, you and I need to come and do a show just on the media and how we fix this problem because yeah. the collusion with media, big tech, big farmer, and all these things coming together, it's going to be a problem. We'll Man, I'm back. looking at a monitor. <laughs> right. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. With Charles the Sage, he is Thomas, a sage. He is a sage. And Scott Casper, candidate for the sixth congressional district. Uh, before we continue our discussion, let me go to the phone lines. Terry from Chicago, welcome to Black and Right. Um, you know, a, a few days ago, uh, I told my eye doctor that I didn't appreciate having to show him a Vax card, and he got he got real mad and told me I could get another doctor if I didn't like it. <laughs> and, and, and I, wow. I also. I also had a dust up with my primary doctor, and I'm beginning to distrust uh, Chicago's doctors. And they're I th- they're all in it for these mandates, and uh, I think government money's got probably got something to do with it. Yeah, well, you know, money always drives anything mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, most people. So, uh, Terry, thank you so much, and I'm sorry to have to have you wait so long, but I really appreciate you listening to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, listen, Scott, Yep, you got a couple of events coming up, right? I do. I do. Tuesday, Tuesday is our campaign launch day at 9 a.m. at the Drake Hotel in Oak Brook, Illinois. I'm going to be having a, a press conference. I'm going to have a very special VIP guest who's traveling in uh, to join me there. Uh, we will be announcing the formation of uh, a pretty important task force that's going to address so many of the issues uh, that we've talked about today and advise my campaign on what I can do. You send me to Congress, what I can do to actually make a difference on these issues. Yeah. Um, and so that's the campaign campaign launch. And then on Tuesday night, we're going to have a, a, we're going to have a launch party. Uh, it's down and down at seven o'clock down at Bourbon street in Marionette park, uh, you know, 19th Ooh, you ward. <laughs> and it's going to be, uh, I, we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, but more, you know, if you go, I, I don't have my website up. It'll go up Tuesday at casperforcongress.com. We'll go up Tuesday. But in the meantime, I do have a Facebook page that is up. It's at Casper for Congress. Yeah. And that's K-A-S-P-A-R for Congress. Why don't you tell them that one of the feature issues you're going to be talking about is, is crime. It is crime. And you're going to be at Oak Brook. And a crime. lot of people are going to, that's going to resonate with yeah. a lot of people. Well, thank you for, thank you for, 
I should hire you for my. There you go. You know. There you go. You got to let know, man. I should. I should hire you. Yeah, absolutely. Guy. I mean, there, there's no secret why it's being why it's being held uh, at the Drake Oakbrook. It's across the street from from Oakbrook Center, which has been uh, uh, really it's been the scene of the unthinkable. Uh, I I I grew up my mom dragging me to that mall, um, and I have I have all these memories uh, of that mall. But I'll tell you, I never felt unsafe at that mall. Right. Um, right. And you know, you uh, Christmas Eve, you have a shooting at that yeah. mall. It's, it's it's absolutely unthinkable. Yeah. Um, and and then there's just the massive lootings that have gone on. You know, 120 thousand dollars of Louis Vuitton product walking out on Thanksgiving week. Um, just just uh, just a week ago, the Burberry store there got got looted. And if you go there right now, uh, you know, Oprah is is Oprah, the city of Oprah is doing something about it. They are, you know, quietly. But they got um, a great police chief. Yeah, they have a great police chief, and they're quietly, um, you know, they're, they're scanning plates and they're 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 looking for. Um, trouble before you know trouble mm-hmm. uh, causes harm. But I, I got to ask John Anthony something because I know you're you're really one of them with it brothers. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> what's up with Burberry, man? The Burberry I stuff. I don't wear that stuff. I mean, man, but it's too don't expensive. You, you know what? I used to wear the cologne. What's you know up what, with though? that, man? I mean, you know what though? It's 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 because of it has in in the gray market has such value yeah. wow. to sell it to sell it to. Look at the People rappers. We're going to buy in the first place. All right? the rappers oh, okay. are wearing it. So yeah, that's what I say. The rappers wear it. That's but secondary market. They think that right. looks look that looks cool. And they either wear it for themselves or they sell. Man, I tell you, I've lost it, man. <laughs> I see, oh, you, lost you lost your car. You lost your car. Lost my card, man. <laughs> you know, and, and, and <laughs> you know, and I'll tell you, my 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 background as an attorney is dealing with well, a lot of times is dealing with counterfeit stuff. Um, mm. The gray market world is a secret currency and always has been. Uh, those Louis Vuitton purses have unbelievable value. Um, I imagine so does Burberry clothes because these are because they are, get it for free. These so, are, you know. Well, they get it for free. That's right. <laughs> they get it. For but it's really it's really the unthinkable that's happened that mall. And you know, I'm putting together a task force that's, that's going to address the root causes of these issues um, and the things that I can do in Congress um, to actually make a difference. And you know what? This is not unique. These problems are not unique to Chicago or no. Illinois. These, these are happening in every blue city, in every blue state. So, are, and we can band together. And this really should be a bipartisan issue, quite yeah. frankly. But when I'm in Congress, I'll band together with with similarly situated representatives, representatives who are in other blue state and blue city who are dealing with these sort of uh, you know governors who won't enforce the laws yeah. and states tackle the hard problems. who won't who won't. And we're going to form a coalition. And we're going to actually figure out what are the, the, the trigger points to get these governors to capitulate and actually enforce the laws and to make people like, uh, like, uh, uh, like Kim Fox. Well, they're cowards. So they're, they're cowards. Though. That's right. They're so afraid because, because of the voting base. Mm-hmm. But what they don't realize, what about Madea? Right. See, people forget Madea. You know, I mean, you, Charles, you know Madea. Know Madea. Right. People forget Madea. The lady that's on the block <laughs> holding down that entire block knows everything that goes down. Uh, Madea controls the block, and, and if you go talk to Madea, Madea right. gonna make sure that what you're saying gets heard. And Madea wants police. Madea wants because you know why? Madea got all these kids, all these kids who are now her kids, who whose parents are strung out on dope. But they go to Madea. That's who they go to. That's who's raising them. That's who's raising them. You know, th- she wants the police. That's right. You know, I'm 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 sick of these cowards and leadership. And I know you're not. You and I have talked. I know, I know Scott Casper. You're going to go down there and tackle the tough, the hard issues. And we just got these people, once they get elected, they forget. 
Now it becomes about the next election. No, go down there and make decisions that may even make you lose the next election because it's the right thing to do. That's right. Um, Eduardo, Kip, I'll take you when we come back from the break. You listen to the black and right. We'll be right back. My killers move in silence Like you don't know what I silence But your killers are wild My dogs is with it You want it? Come and get it And now, more Black and Right With John Anthony On AM560 The Answer I love you. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Charles Thomas and Scott Casper. As I promised, I'd go to Eduardo when we come back from break. Eduardo, what's up? Yeah, I was down there in Miami a couple uh, days this week. Uh, Cranes are up. Uh, You can walk in the middle of the night safe. Uh, You don't get worried about getting uh, stuck up or carjacked. Um, it was good. I mean, uh, warm weather. I mean, it's not as exciting as Chicago downtown if you're not in Miami beach, but Hey, I mean, <laughs> I would definitely trade Miami for Chicago, but you were free too. You were free and warm Woo-hoo. and yeah. safe. Free and and safe. safe. Yeah. I'm going to retire. That's what I'm going to do. just retire. <laughs> <laughs> just going to leave. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was in, uh, a Phoenix suburb, uh, last week. Same, same, same thing. Didn't worry about getting carjacked. Didn't worry about getting jumped. And um, I live in the West Loop in Chicago, and that's I worry about that every day. In fact, I don't come out oh, after yeah. nightfall. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for calling, Eduardo. All right. And Charles, that's so sad because you know I, I lived in the West Loop with my wife uh, for a decade or so, and 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 it was when that neighborhood was really. Uh, Turn around. My dad grew up in that neighborhood when it was a, a great place. Uh, it was, you know, that neighborhood has changed so many times. But, but I always felt safe when I was there. You know, they they uh, jacked a guy in front of uh, that little goat restaurant. Right. I mean, that's like the heart. Right. Of the Randolph yeah, Street we, corridor. Wow. Guy gets jacked right there. Wow. Yeah. In in like seven thirty at night. It wasn't like he was. That's I, I saw. Drunk. I saw some. I saw as it was like a month ago two Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, to that go. was the incident. That, yeah, yeah. And, and their cars were jacked yeah, yeah, as they that, were going yeah, to the restaurant. And yeah. I hey, left, Scott, up. it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Scott, the, uh, Marge from YouTube wants to know: uh, Does your area include Lagrange? Is there parts of Lagrange in the, the new six? Yes, it does include. Okay. So it's the sixth district is you know it's, it starts in Beverly and Mount Greenwood, uh, travels down ninety fifth to Oaklawn, goes down Southwest Highway. Down to Orland Park, Tenley Park goes north up Lagrange Road. What the? Oh, it's a what? crazy, crazy district. All the way up to, to Lagrange, so it does capture uh, where Marie Newman, you know, yeah. uh, lives right now, yeah. and then heads into DuPage County, gets you know all out all the way out to Wheaton, and then oh, you know yeah. picks up parts of Oak Oakbrook, Elmhurst, yeah. Addison. Picks so, up as many Democrats as possible, and here's yeah. the party right. that, that right. wants to do right. voting reform right. or want to of do the, the voting bill, right. and they do this stuff in Illinois. Yeah. That's just outrageous. So, so guys, we got a minute and 30 seconds left. Charles, final thoughts? Well, I, I just thank you for allowing, having a venue where free speech is allowed. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. Amen. Scott, final thoughts? I, I just tell you, I'm, I'm so excited to, to be here and to be here with Charles today. Um, thank you, John, for the opportunity. You're and, welcome. you know, come to my event on Tuesday. It's Tuesday, 9 a.m. at the Drake in Oak Brook. We're going to have a press conference and then. 
uh, Bourbon Street at 7 p.m. Yeah, but Charlemagne the God has my final thoughts. Here it is. <laughs> Hearing it, I'm listening to people be like, man, where is Trump? Yeah. <laughs> 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 They feel like they would rather get it wrong. Yeah. Like, you know what? At least yeah. we know what that is. is gassing us up, yeah, lying to us, nah. promising us shit and didn't yeah. deliver. Nah, like, I'm tell, like, I cannot wait to see, and I'm already watching it. I'm watching Democrats start the campaign. They're already like, Hillary, you got to go out there and vote. <laughs> like, democracy depends on it. I'm like, when y'all going to start governing like democracy depends on wow. Amen. No, for real. Like, stop, stop telling me that the death of democracy is upon us, but you're not governing like it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're governing, like, like Joe Biden gave that speech this week, it's calling out all the Republicans. Like, I'm tired of being quiet. You're tired of being quiet, but you're still being quiet about all the Democrats that are blocking your agenda. Mm. You're being quiet about the mansions and the cinemas, mm. you know, and the Kellys who don't want to get rid of the filibuster so you can pass voting rights. Mm. Why are you not calling them out? Yeah. All that shit is performative until everybody gets it across the board. Charlemagne the God's been on fire lately. Guys, thanks so much for coming out. Repeat, you are amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, see you next week, guys. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.